0: All, and welcome to a bonus episode of casting views bonus. this is a little bit a <laughs> bonus episode we are usually a podcast uh, where we talk about something topical something that might interest us and cast some views on it but this is a very very topical bonus podcast so dan what are we talking about today <laughs> well i'm gonna quiz you
1: actually and, and who you <laughs> think is gonna win the world cup the 2022 world cup
0: the World Cup. How far away are we? I think we're like ten days away, aren't we? I think it starts A week tomorrow. The
1: well, at time, yeah, week tomorrow. So. at time of recording. At time of recording. Yeah.
0: Um. <laughs> so it's actually very close. It's weird though. It kind of feels like World Cup fever hasn't really picked up
1: yet. No, and it's something I was going to ask you about actually. Um, but the the funny thing I was literally just thinking as you were doing that intro is this is only our second bonus episode, and our first bonus episode
0: was about football as well. <laughs> it was it was the Conti one wasn't it maybe we should just make the bonus episodes about football because we've got like a predominant American audience as well so I think that that could be quite good for them yeah the problem is I want bonus episodes to stick to half an hour so well I think this one might <laughs> might be half an hour we can make this one half an hour. and to be fair the Conti one was half an hour as well yeah that was these are like your on. little sound bites yeah. uh, when you when you've just got a shorter walk to work or whatever it might be yeah.
1: <laughs> so I'm aware that possibly a lot of our I reckon Americans now all know about the World Cup, don't they?
0: Yeah, yeah. I I would think so. Ever since um, Landon, was it Landon Donovan that scored that goal against England that wasn't broadcast here because uh, they played an advert on TV?
1: And I think the women's game has done a lot for visibility. I think hasn't it?
0: So I actually think yeah, the women, the American women's team, have actually won four World Cups. Think uh, so? Women's World Cup. Yeah, I think they
1: have. My memory of the early American teams is: Did you do you ever remember? I don't know how old, how young you were, but Alexi Lalas.
0: Lalas, yeah, he like had the ginger hair, the with goatee, the and the guitar. Yeah, he used yeah, to yeah. play
1: the guitar. <laughs> However, there is more than just America and England in this. How many teams are there? There's
0: four groups. There are 32 teams. Yeah,
1: four, six groups. No,
0: eight groups of four, eight isn't it? Yeah, are four. yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. the one. Well, Matt <laughs> is adding up. The British educational system hasn't failed us just yet. It's been a long <laughs> week. It's been a long week. <laughs> Yeah, and
1: we're, and we're recording two episodes tonight, so I'm all over the place.
0: Yeah, we <laughs> maybe we should have done the bonus one after the long maybe, form one. Than, I feel like we've done this in a really shitty order because now yeah. people are definitely going to tell which one came second. Well, I was going to
1: say, let's see if we let slip in the next episode we record if we sort of mix up and talk about football. <laughs> yeah, see, so, sorry, so you said about World Cup fever. I'm going to say, no, you're right, it hasn't. But I do wonder, So this is the First time, at least in memory, but I think it's the actual first time that it's happening in the winter, isn't it? It
0: is, it is. I think this is the first time it's really gone off of that like June, July period, basically. And
1: I think at the moment, it's just the Premier League just is the main focus, right? Normally, whenever there's a World Cup or Euros, the season ends in, what, May? And then you've got like two months of nothing. And so people are then desperate for a bit of football
0: yeah whereas here it's like the league's finishing i think this is it this weekend it's finishing and then it will be yes. next weekend where the world cup starts so there's less than a week and also do you know what's strange as well is that like, i haven't heard like the world cup song or anything like that no so, <laughs> like it usually comes with like a really iconic anthem like we can never forget "Waka Waka" from 2010 or um canaan's canine's waving flag yeah um you had pitbull do the brazil world cup didn't you which was a brilliant song and it feels like there's just nothing that's like keeping us like perky for this world cup almost it's bad i think you're right and you know what it was
1: funny i i heard um, one of the songs in the car the other night and i was thinking oh if i could have been bothered to call you up and say maybe we could have done another bonus a bonus bonus where we reviewed world cup songs I'd love to. Oh my that. God, that would have
0: been amazing. We could have done like a live listen along.
1: For me, there's only two. There's Pavarotti's Nessim Dorma from
0: 90. Oh yeah. yeah but yeah.
1: yeah, was it Canaan, the, the, the Africa World Cup?
0: Yeah, that was the That's waving the best flag. One. That song was so good, yeah, by far. But do you know what was annoying about that is that was actually like the Pepsi anthem as opposed to the official World Cup song. And everyone said that should have been the official song. But instead, what did we do? Rather than giving it to a South African artist, we <laughs> gave it to... Uh, uh, where's Shakira from? Colombia, I think. Colombia. We gave it to a Colombian artist. Like, what the fuck? Like...
1: <laughs> I mean, I still find myself randomly singing it because I think it was on a... um. It was on a FIFA game. Oh, I think it was like a World Cup DLC. Yeah, you're right. It's just such an uplifting and um, positive tune, isn't it?
0: That's what World Cup music is supposed to be like. World Cup music is kind of supposed to put a tear in your eye, but at the same time, make you feel like a sense of empowerment and pride. Like that's what it's supposed to do. But did I get it right that like the Baby or Lil Baby or insert some baby um, <laughs> was supposed to be doing this year's official track? Because if I remember rightly then, I might have heard this and just thought it was utterly shit.
1: I I have no idea. I have a feeling I think I've heard it and I'm like, meh. Yeah, yeah. So what I want to do in this, we'll come to it later. So I actually want to, like I said, quiz you. I've got a World Cup predictor in front of me and I'm going to quiz you on it. What do you think about being in winter? Because I've got some views on potentially how it may benefit or affect teams.
0: I think that this could be a World Cup where we see like, quote, like one of the minnows teams win win it. So oh, really? I think we could see a new winner. Yeah. And the only reason I say that is because no one is having a proper camp. So no one gets right. that two or three week period before the tournament where the team can get together, have the training sessions, go out there. It's all happening in a week. Not to mention the fact that there's already been some relatively big injuries with yeah. respect to players. Like the England lineup was announced today. Rhys James missed because he was out. Um, and that's a huge loss, I think, for England because he's been probably one of the best wing backs in the Premier League this season. And there's been a lot of problems because nobody's got any time to recover. So I feel like everybody is really stuck in a difficult boat because they've got no time to prep. So I feel like everybody's gonna gonna have a bit of trouble get finding their rhythm. Like when you're slinging France into I don't know who's in um, France group, but when you're putting like a France against a Tunisia or an Australia or someone all of a sudden they're thrown into a game with a week's worth of prep. How do you? How well are you going to be able to gel? Like, it's See,
1: I've one. got a different view on this. I actually think for some teams it might work well because, as I mentioned, you have a really long, tough season. The Premier League can be really long, tough. Then you have a couple of months break and maybe this being right in the middle of the Premier League campaign, surely the players have got to be at their fittest now.
0: Yeah, that's true. Probably that's they're going true.
1: in sharper. I mean, you know, normally by now the joke with Harry Kane is that he normally doesn't start scoring until November, you know, <laughs> isn't it? And now the World Cup's going to be in November, December. So maybe this is when, you know, it's coming at the <laughs> right time for him. My view is, could it backfire on club teams? The Premier League has already thrown up quite a few shot results and some tough games and, like you said, some injuries. You're then going into a World Cup and then they've got to come back from a World Cup I reckon the second half of the league will be unpredictable.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's a good point as well. That's a fair point as well, actually. That's the thing. Players might come back lethargic. And when you look at, for instance, the Premier League, you've got a lot of the big nation players in the Prem. You look at Arsenal, Jesus, Martinelli have both been called up. You look at Manchester City squad, basically their whole team's going to be called up. Half of them play for Portugal, Bernardo Silva, Diaz, Cancelo. Uh, Liverpool's goalkeepers and Liverpool's team apart from Firmino who was a big shot being let down so they're going to come back lethargic because also they're big nations they're going to get deep into the tournament and it's going to take a lot out of them and when you think about the fact that the tournament ends on the 20th of December I believe you're only going to have a week Again, before you then come back to finalise your net to, to come back into the season to play your Christmas games, and Christmas is already a stressful period for the teams because they play so often. So it, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be a difficult one.
1: Like I said, only, only time will tell. I can see, like I said, I think it might benefit certain teams going into it, but then backfire on them potentially when we come out of it. But like we said, yeah, the England team was announced today. I only saw it briefly before we started. I don't think there's any major shocks is there. I think the
0: bloody England selection, the England selection is awful. Is to it? be honest, with you. I
1: looked at the midfield. The midfield
0: didn't seem particularly dazzling. If I'm yeah, do you know what it is? it feels like I don't know if this is just like a psychological thing, but I feel like the England squad looks much worse than it did when they were in the Euros and when they were in the 2018 World Cup. Because when you look at who's on form, and I think this has always been a problem for Gareth Southgate, is that he's been a reputation uh, manager pick rather than an on-form one. So he's taking Alexander Arnold, who in reality has been criticised to death this year for how poor he's been defensively, which is fine because he plays a five at the back. So, you know, he might want more of a wealth of an attacking right back. Harry Maguire and Luke Shaw, right? Which in and of itself is... Absolutely idiotic Harry in my Maguire. mind. Like, Harry Maguire. <laughs> Harry Maguire. <laughs> um, because in, in my mind, they M- Maguire hasn't really played for Manchester United and Shaw has come out of the Manchester United squad often. The problem is, is I'll give Luke Shaw a pass because there is no other England left-back. Chilwell's been injured. He's the only England left-back that's of a decent enough standard to play in reality. And then, as much as we're Spurs fans, Eric Dyer's going... Yeah. Right. Big, gigantic second slabhead is going. And I think he's been poor for Spurs. He he started the season off all right, but he's been crap for Spurs. And Connor Cody, who's not ever going to get on the pitch, and apparently he's just there because he's a good thing to have in the dressing room. Hang on a minute. (laughs) You want to win the fucking World Cup? This isn't about who can make us laugh in the dressing room. It's about winning a (laughs) tour. Do you reckon the French turn up and bring someone for banter? No, fucking course not. But this is the problem as well. Evidently, Gareth Southgate doesn't really like any foreign leagues because those who have been snubbed in defence, uh, Tamori at Milan, right? Who's one? Who's a Syria champion last year with them? And also, Chris Smalling's been fantastic for Roma. Actually, a lot yes. of people online. Yeah have been saying that Tamori, oh yeah, you can understand Smalling not getting in, but Tamori's a disgrace. No, in actual fact, it's the other way around. is still a fantastic player, but Chris Smalling has been outstanding for Roma. Yes, yeah. And those two could play together, right, in a four, and they'd be wonderful at the back for England, but they won't get a chance because they're not at Man United, City, Liverpool, Tottenham. Do you know what I mean? That's what their problem is. I
1: think um, win or lose, this is southgate's
0: last tournament i reckon don't you yeah i agree i agree i don't think you can survive it and then even the picks in midfield so calvin phillips is going and he started what he's played. I think he played 60 minutes yesterday. Was it for city, but he's been injured the whole season. And before that, I think had only played four minutes worth of football this season. That is not applaud. Like, how can you throw him into the mix and turn around and be like, I'll tell you what. Yeah. He picks In his a favorite, time, so
1: doesn't he? he yeah. yeah. And this yeah.
0: is what the problem is. And then up front again, no Tammy Abraham considered no Ivan Tony considered Brentford. Yeah. yeah. Um, instead we've gone Callum Wilson and Marcus Rashford and, People will say that Jaden Sancho hasn't been good enough, but Jaden Sancho is an actually particularly gifted footballer and they're bringing Jude Bellingham, who played with together with each other at Dortmund, and I feel like they've never set Jaden Sancho up well enough to give him the ability to perform well. Yeah, but at Dortmund, yeah. he was an utter superstar and he could still be that. But he's not getting opportunity. And I don't know what it is. I mean, his biggest mistake was probably coming back to England and going to United. Because if any club's been a graveyard for <laughs> yeah. careers, it's been Manchester <laughs> yeah. United as of, as of late.
1: Well, yeah, but that's the thing. I was just thinking, because he's been there a while now, Southgate. And, you know, to be fair, he's done it. He's done all right. And it obviously finalist in the Euros two years ago. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Or 21. No, yeah. last
1: year. Sorry. Yeah. 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 It was finalist last year. I just think there's a point where what's he going to do next? He, he don't want to be another one where he just keeps getting to like the quarters all the time. There's that, you know, this feels like, um, like last year's squad anyway, felt like, um, was it undefendable? It was like that golden generation or even like about in maybe in like 2010, there always seems to be a generation. They call the golden generation comes through for England. Yeah. But for whatever reason, they, they just don't get it over the line. Pun intended. Yeah. If you look at that squad last year, whilst it was young, they're really good players and something's not right there. I mean, they've had terrible running for this World Cup, haven't they?
0: I mean, this World Cup actually isn't easy for anyone. If you look at the way the draw can work, everyone's basically playing three difficult games or three teams that you, you're you getting someone in the quarterfinal that you're looking at and think mm, I would have preferred to have had them later on, but we have to play it now. But I think that the problem for England, I think there's two major factors. I think that one of them is... I understand what you're saying with Southgate and the fact that he's done all right. My problem is, is could he have done better and should he have done better to me is the question. So my question to you would be in the Euro Euro 2020 final, which was actually played in 2021, sorry for confusing confusing any Americans even more so, if Mancini had managed England and Southgate had managed Italy, do you think the outcome of that game would have been different?
1: I see what you're saying. I always think though that, a final, especially on penalties, is always a difficult one. The thing is, England, I think they romped through that tournament, but they you could argue they had a slightly easier run into the final. However, I'm agreeing with you. That's what I'm saying is, you know, this has been another kind of generation of England team where you'd, you'd look at them on paper and think, yeah, they could have won something or they should win something. Sorry, people will look back on that Euro final and think that could have been what kick-started or spurred them on to potentially you know a lot more money going into it and then even you know maybe being talked about as
0: favourites for this world cup again i'd only have one counter to that again and this this makes it terrible because it seems like i'm shitting all over gareth south again the only thing that i would say is i understand with the golden generation which is fine however england drew croatia in the semi-final of a world cup when, like if if we if we were looking at that and you're saying you can pick to have a team in the semi final of a World Cup and, and the opportunity to play Croatia is there you're picking Croatia because every other World Cup tournament you're seeing it's going to be. Germany, Spain, France, Portugal, Argentina, Brazil—that is an unbelievable draw. Because I think they played. Who did they play? Did they play like a Sweden and a Colombia? I
1: or think something? so. But all, all I'm going to all say that. is, you know, before we start saying that, there'll be people that know us that will know the team we support and <laughs> and yeah, some yeah, of the yeah, results they've yeah. had. So
0: yeah, well, obviously, <laughs> I'm just being but a also <laughs> no, no. But also similarly with the European Championship. I think it went Sweden, Ukraine and Denmark, which is, again, when you're looking at the route to a final, comparatively to the Italians who got to the final and won the tournament, they played a physical Austria side, Belgium, Spain, and then had to play England. Oh, no, so that's, no, that's of, exactly
1: what I said. And, yeah, that's what I, exactly what I said. I said they romped through it, however, yeah, the, the run through. And they normally seem to have favourable draws in like qualifying. I can't see them doing well in this World Cup. I just think because it feels like there have been, you know, other other countries have had their downswing, but they now feel like they're back on the upswing. A lot of the
0: other yeah. nations, that's the thing. And they've done it more quickly as yeah. well. So that's the thing. I think like 10 or 11 years ago, I think it was 2010, like the chairman of the Football Federation um, for England turned around and said something like, oh, well, we've got a 10-year plan. And in the next 10 years, we want to get to the final of a major tournament. I think the problem with that is that other teams are doing it in four years. So like Italy went from not qualifying for a tournament to winning a tournament to then not qualifying. That's the fastest rotation (laughs) of shit to good to shit that any team has ever seen. Like The Germans went from winning a World Cup to getting knocked out in the group stage to now having what looks like a relatively decent German squad. Still not one of the best they've ever seen, but they look all right compared to where they were. Spain, again, went through their amazing dominating period. All of a sudden had that kind of deadwood period where everyone started to retire and have now come through with some amazing young talent. But they've done that in a much shorter period of time. And I think that the problem for England will be is it will be like, what a missed opportunity if it doesn't happen.
1: That's what I'll say, you know, to finish off with before we kind of go into the prediction bit is um, when I've sat back to think about the World Cup is Brazil a couple of years ago, a couple of tournaments ago, Weren't re- well, they got they got hammered by Germany, didn't they? They did, yeah. yeah. Argentina always seemed to be the people that, yeah, you'd, you'd fancy them, but then they'd be awful in like the group stages. But even they're now being talked about quite highly again. France seemed to be potentially coming back. For me, okay, we'll say it. You know, obviously Italy didn't make it. I am just really hoping that that seems to have been the rocket up the backsides of that league's, that country's league. To kind of yeah. start bringing in, clearing out some of the players, the older players, and bringing in some younger, younger faces now, isn't it? So,
0: yeah, I, yeah, and I think that's what it is. But again, I'm, I would look at like the Italians, for instance, and this is terrible because this is a World Cup podcast. We're talking about a team that isn't there. But I would expect that, again, their rotation will be, we'll come back, successfully defend the European Championship and then and again not, not qualified. qualify <laughs> by losing yeah, to fucking yeah. Liechtenstein or something in the, in the qualifiers. Cool. Right. So let's crack on then
1: i i, I want to see let's see if, if you can predict it and then we'll come back this of course is going to go out before the world cup so before a ball is kicked so we'll come back to this and visit how well you've done okay yeah, oh my so, god here we go yeah so for anyone obviously for those who aren't familiar with it there's eight groups of four teams each group you play each other once the top two goes through and then it's a knockout i've not picked the score predictor because that's just going to get too in depth so i'm just going to go through the groups and ask you which. Teams, you think are going to finish first and second? So, yeah, Group A, you've got Qatar, Ecuador, Senegal, and Netherlands.
0: I've got the Netherlands finishing first, with
1: Senegal coming runners up in that group. Okay, Group B is England, Iran, USA, and Wales.
0: I'm very sorry to our American viewers and any Welsh (laughs) ones. Oh no! Um, But I've got England finishing first, and I've got Iran coming second in that group. They were one of the fastest qualifiers. Um, and whilst they would have had, again, an easier qualifying round, they were one of the fastest qualifiers, Have had some decent players really on form. And I feel like the Welsh team's probably on the decline and the USA just aren't there yet.
1: If it helps, um, I would have,
0: player. America, I would have put you second if that helps. <laughs> it out.
1: OK, Group C, Argentina, uh, Saudi Arabia, Mexico and Poland.
0: Um, I've gone Argentina. I think that one's relatively obvious. Yeah. America champions. And I've gone Poland, although it's close between them and Mexico. That one could kind of switch. Yeah, I was thinking
1: Mexico just, but okay. Group D is an interesting one, actually. France, Australia. uh, I was going to say Dennis. France, Australia, Denmark (laughs) and Tunisia.
0: (laughs) See, for me, I actually think this is the most nailed on one. I've got France and Denmark qualifying without losing. Oh, sorry. So I think France and Denmark will take points from each other. And then I think France and Denmark will just beat Australia and Tunisia. Themselves. I
1: just think Tunisia could throw a spanner in the works there. I think they're the team that could do that.
0: And we're sorry to any Australians.
1: <laughs> we'll see. Group E, we've got Spain, Costa Rica, Germany and Japan.
0: I think if there's going to be an upset in any group, it will be this one. But I don't think there's going to be an upset. So I've got (laughs) Spain finishing first and Germany finishing second. I'm really sorry because Costa Rica and Japan, you've been stiffed by the draw. But what can you do?
1: Okay, uh, Group F, we've got Belgium, Canada, Morocco and Croatia.
0: Um, I'm going for Belgium, the team that always seems to be the bridesmaid, but never the bride (laughs) and um, Croatia. Um, whose team are basically just four years older than the last time they got to the final. Actually, we talk about so-called golden generations. Belgium are the poster boys for that, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, they are, absolutely. They're like the modern-day Netherlands. Yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. Group G, Brazil,
0: Serbia, Switzerland and Cameroon. Um, I've got Brazil obviously um, coming for top of the group. And I've got Serbia in second because I think it's Mitrovic that plays for Serbia, isn't it? And he's been on absolutely top form see, as last I season a last-season I would
1: have gone Switzerland, but okay. okay. Uh, you
0: see, you have to remember the Swiss, did they finish third in their Euro group and only went through as a third-place team? Because they didn't actually even get yeah, out of their Euro group officially in this format. Quali-
1: qualifying's qualifying is qualifying. different, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, but... this is true. All this right, last true. groups, Group H... Portugal, Ghana,
0: Uruguay and Korea. I've got Portugal coming in first just because the team looks absolutely stunning and Uruguay in second whilst they're, again, Uruguay are probably on the decline. Although this has probably got the most interesting game in Uruguay versus Ghana, um, considering what happened in the 2010 World Cup, if you remember that.
1: Uh yes yeah 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 yeah.
0: Sorry I'm <laughs> sorry I'm just looking ahead to see what
1: fixtures we got. Sorry I'm getting <laughs> excited. Sorry what did you say 2010?
0: Well uh, that, that 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 quarter final with uh, Suarez's handball. Oh on.
1: yes yeah. Oh I think I think I was at your house. I think I might have even watched that at your yeah, house.
0: Yeah, I think we might have. Been. You know what maybe after this we should do a podcast on most shocking world cup moments. Actually
1: yeah, there you go. There you go. We've we done TV. Really, We've really. done TV. Yeah. <laughs> or for football in general. Um, right. This is where, sorry, this is because I was looking ahead because this is where it gets exciting, both in the actual World this is Cup where it and, and now in this podcast. So the round of 16, so straight knockout now. Match 49
0: is going to be Netherlands versus Iran. Right. I've got the Netherlands to cruise through. Yeah. I think that whilst Iran will do really well to get out of their group, I don't think they're going to make it any further no, than I round think, of 16. I think that's fair enough.
1: Um, match 50 is Argentina versus Denmark.
0: Whilst I'd love to see Denmark um, be able to advance a little bit further because I like them. I just think it's Argentina. It just has to be.
1: Actually, looking at these, a lot of them are actually fairly straightforward um, in this round. Match 51, England, Senegal. Now I think there
0: has to be no, an upset in the no, round of 16. No, you're not going to say yeah. this, are you? No, I think there has to be an upset in the round of 16, and I think it comes in England's round of 16 group. So I think whether they play the Netherlands or Senegal, I feel like this is going to be the first really difficult prospect early on in a tournament, and I think they're going to get beaten in this round. So you're going, so I'm going Senegal. With Senegal. Yeah. I'm just
1: saying it again here. I disagree. I would have gone for England in this one. <laughs> I don't think, based on what you said here, they would have got through the quarterfinals, but I can see them. I, I, I would have picked them. Okay, but it's you. You have to
0: remember, Senegal at AFCON champions, Koulibaly, Mendy, Sadio Mane, they're not going to be pushovers in I'm this not storm, saying though.
1: pushovers. I just think England would have enough in the tank. But this is this is you we're grilling. So, <laughs> match, 52, me, yeah. match 52, France versus Poland.
0: Right, now this is my second upset of the round. Of- no, I'm joking. <laughs> it's, it's France, France. France are going through.
1: <laughs> okay, I like the sound of this one. This is quite a tasty one. Spain, Croatia.
0: It is an interesting game. And Spain haven't been in the most amazing of form. But they did play Croatia in the last European Championship tournament. And I think it finished like, was it like 5-3 after extra yeah, time? Yeah, Um, I'm picking Croatia to go through. Are you actually... Yeah, I'm picking Croatia to go through. Whilst I think the Spanish lot are good, I feel like they still don't have enough to turn around and take them deep into a tournament. And so as a result, I'm going with another shot with Croatia.
1: See, I would
0: I would have said Spain,
1: but likely or, or with the possibility of a, an upset because I think Croatia have enough in the, um, you know, like they keep saying in football now, they call it the dark arts and I think they'll be able to frustrate Spain. And yeah, I think yeah. Spain are a team if it if it doesn't go their way. They start getting in a huff. So I I agree that likely to be an upset, but okay, Croatia. Now we've got two really, again, I think on paper anyway, two exciting ties here, Brazil versus Uruguay.
0: See, now I think Brazil absolutely smash Uruguay to pieces. I think so. But I
1: just love the fact that it's two South American teams. Yeah. And it's always be... the best games. Yeah. Could there be? Because <laughs> you know Uruguay have always also had them. Um... well they won the first two ever World Cups, didn't they?
0: Yeah they did, yeah. They <laughs> so, did. So you know And in fact they actually won the two FIFA sanctioned tournaments at the Olympics in the previous two iterations in 26 and 22 that's why they've actually got four stars on their badge okay so
1: okay we're talking 100 years ago but they still won two world cups and (laughs) no and i just love the fact that it's brazil uruguay so i think it's going to be heated I, i agree though i think you can't you can't look past brazil there but i think it'll be a nice heated game and this one here belgium germany
0: God, it's like the battle of like the youngsters coming through in the German ranks versus the old guard of Belgium, because this is their last chance to do it, really, isn't it, with their current crop yeah, of players? Yeah. It is the last chance to Um, poor oh, It's difficult because Germany haven't been good, or as good as they probably should be. I'm going with Belgium.
1: I was going to I agree. I think that's where a second upset for me would have happened. Yeah. Tough one, but a lot of the teams, like we said, they are always going to be there or their but Germany I think is still at the moment living off their reputation I think yeah and I, I agree sorry that makes me, that makes them sound bad I just mean they are going through a transition and when you look at yeah. sometimes you look at a team's name on paper and you just think oh they're brilliant because they've got the the four stars under their badge but it doesn't mean anything like we know ourselves at the moment yeah so right i agree
0: and they've already won four so you don't need another yeah. Yeah. one sorry to the germans yeah. Yeah. but you
1: know the last round 16 match match 56 portugal versus serbia
0: this is terrible because i think this has the potential for an upset but i'm going portugal i think fair enough i think it should be relatively comfortable but again one of those games where you know it it could just happen for the, for the serbians but we'll say portugal yeah and this is where it starts getting really nervous as a fan
1: now yeah, The quarterfinals, so match 57, you've got Netherlands versus
0: Argentina. I think it's Argentina, although I'm just going to make another bold prediction here. I've got Memphis Depay to go down as top scorer. Oh, really? Um, because I think okay. that he'll play, yeah, I think he'll play at least five games. He was top scorer in qualifying. The Netherlands have got a relatively yeah. easy group. Yeah. Um, I think that he could bag a load of goals, yeah. but unfortunately, I think that the, uh, the quarterfinals is where the Netherlands journey ends. He's actually
1: got potentially a good group for that, yeah um okay so their rivals would be from match 58 croatia versus brazil
0: as much as i'd love to see the croatians and and a smaller nation go go further i think this is where their journey ends and i think it has to be brazil oh and i hope you say that because what
1: a semi-final (laughs) and to go into the next semi-final so match 59 would be senegal france
0: i think that this would be a very very interesting game yeah um i think it would be A really, really great game, but I feel like the French just have enough to edge Senegal. I think that the overall quality of the squad ultimately beats the kind of like individual stardom of of a few, the few kind of Senegal players. So I think that this is probably, unfortunately, where Senegal's journey will end. Okie dokie. And the final match, match 60, Belgium v Portugal. (sighs) I think that this is Portugal's game. I think that the Belgians do not have the quality to yeah. turn around and beat the Portuguese. I think the Portuguese have got a better squad, man for man. And I know that they had to go through a difficult route of going through the qualification, through the knockout um like oh, I qualifiers. don't think that matters. But yeah, I don't think, I don't think it, it does either. And you have to look at the context. It's going to be Cristiano Ronaldo's last tournament. The man basically dragged Portugal kicking and screaming to the final of Euro 2016. I feel like it could be one of those moments where, you know, you're looking at it and thinking, if you believe in football romanticism, it's probably Portugal winning that game. Oh, I think so. I don't think they're getting
1: past this the next round, but I, I agree. And yeah, you got to remember, yeah, qualifying is done and dusted. It doesn't matter how they perform. You know, everyone raises their game or you hope so. For, for yeah, the World Cup. Yeah. Right, semi-finals. This is it. The, the matches to get you into the finals. So what a what a mouthwatering tie here. Argentina v Brazil.
0: And I can't wait to see what you say. You know what? In any ideal world, this should be the final. Yeah. Yeah. This should be the final. Yeah. It's going to be a repeat of the Copper America final. And I think that the result will be the same. I see Argentina beating Brazil oh, really? in the semi-final of this year's World Cup. Absolutely. I think that the Argentinians overall provide a better prospect. I think the Brazilians have got great individual quality. I think that they're beginning to become very experienced players, even the young ones in the likes of Vinicius Rodrigo. Um, you've seen Anthony's been called up. Um, Gabriel martin Lenny's been called up. But I think that the Argentinians, I think this tournament is built for them to be honest. Okay,
1: fair enough. And last semi-final, France v Portugal.
0: Uh, Again, do you know what it is? It's the football romantic in me wants to turn around and say Portugal because everybody would love the prospect of Argentina-Portugal-Messi-Ronaldo in their last ever tournament. (sighs) Pfft! I tell you what, should we? Do we believe in football romanticism? No, I'm going. I'd say France. <laughs> Fuck it, we're going France. We're going France then. <laughs> no, I, no, no, is that? Or do you want to toss a coin? <laughs> I tell you what, no, I believe in the romanticism of football. I think that all things happen in a reason. I'm going Argentina, Portugal. Oh,
1: lose such a romantic. Okay, Portugal. I would have gone France, but okay, this predictor doesn't have it. But before we do the final, we always have the third and fourth place playoff, don't we? So Brazil v France for third place.
0: I've got Brazil. I think Brazil. that they're probably better than the French. Okay. I think that the French will be on a high after winning the tournament. But no, I don't think they'll do it again.
1: Okay, and this is it. The big one. Argentina for their third World Cup or Portugal their for their first? Well, you just said okay. you're a
0: romantic. So surely you've got to go for Portugal. I am a football romantic. I believe that all things have to a reason. I believe that this is everybody's dream final, this tournament. But I believe that Messi will be following in the footsteps of Diego Maradona and lifting the World Cup trophy this December. So I'm going with Argentina to win the final. And you would have agreed
1: that, that, well, I'm using the Telegraph.co.uk's predictor, and apparently 26% of readers have predicted Argentina, 22% predict Brazil, their second. And England are in third with 9%.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. I think that that in reality, everybody's decided based on that side of the tree in reality, haven't they? Because it's either Brazil or Argentina. Um, Again, I think if I'm going to make a justification for it, we went to see Italy play Argentina at Wembley, didn't we? We had a great day out where we saw them get battered. And I think that... In reality, Italy are a brilliant footballing team, even at the minute. I know they didn't qualify for the Euros, but we know because it's the most Italian thing in the world. But if Argentina can do that to Italy who really had an easy time through the Euros whilst playing really decent opposition and went to penalties in the final in the the semis. But they played really good football. I don't think anyone could complain that the wrong team won the Euros. If Argentina could demolish Italy in the way that they did, I don't think there's anyone in Europe that can match them. So I think that in reality, it's just down to that Argentina-Brazil semi-final, And I think that, again, if you believe in football romanticism, One of those players is lifting that trophy this tournament, but I just think it's going to be messy, right? So, I prefer to see Ronaldo lift it, but I think it's going to be messy. I just,
1: I just, so we'll just sum it up now because we'll come back to this. Well, I'm not, we're not going to let this go away. So, casting views have said predominantly Lou, but casting views have said Argentina to win the World Cup, Portugal to come second, and did we say France third? Brazil uh, sorry, third. Brazil. So Argentina, Portugal, Brazil. Not a bad top three.
0: It's not a bad top three. That's a that's a pretty that's a pretty nice top three to be fair. And also it's a really lovely set of games getting up to them. You have some huge matches in each round. Um and, and I think it's gonna be a brilliant tournament from a footballing perspective. I I think it's gonna be absolutely fantastic. All right.
1: Okay, cool. I think I think we'll leave it. Well, what I will say is when you hear this, I think I'll release this on I think I'll release this on the, the night before. It starts,
0: yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. So people know that we're not bullshitting. Yeah, them. yeah. <laughs> so uh, so I release the night
1: four. So obviously, um, you, you won't have much time when you hear this. But yeah, if you want to let us know who you think's gonna win or what lose predictions were like, <laughs> um, yeah, drop us an email at castingviewspod at gmail or drop us a tweet at castingviews on Twitter, um if Twitter's still around them. <laughs> <is still> <laughs> Do you want to see us out, Lou? Anything else to say from you? Uh, nothing
0: apart from Sue. four
1: if I want your opinion I will give it to you
0: Come on check what we've got cause you need it Don't make us get a spark and